You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, hosted on the Line of Sight Podcast Network. Line of Sight is proud to host War Machine University, Brawl Machine, and Fallen Corvus, as well as numerous content creators like Field of Fire, Lightbringers, Brawler Bios, Vicarious Competition, Midnight Monpod, and Charge and Spike. You can find our content at loswarmachine.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 187 of Line of Sight. My name's Chandler. I'm here with Brett. I am here. It is true. And sleepy tired, Jaden. Physically present. <laughs> yep. Strictly speaking. Yeah, Jaden's uh, here as a listener today. Yeah, yep. He's here to <laughs> he's he's here for the first hand listener experience. <laughs> uh, yep. I mean that was basically me the other week when I was on my phone. Uh <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yep. All right, guys. Yep. Uh spelled correctly. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh how's it going, everybody? We're uh we're however many hours, but it's not even 12 hours into uh, Faye's big fancy announcement. Is there any other news that we need to go on about? I don't think there's a whole lot going on right now. Um, everything's kind of been in a holding pattern waiting on this. So, yeah, I don't think there's a lot going on. Do we have any? I, you know what? We probably have leagues or something going on in our Discord. I'm just going to assume that because we pretty much always do. We, we do. And there is actually a small announcement for one of those. Um, sure. The Brawl Machine October League will have signups the third week of September instead of the first week or the fourth week of September instead of the first week in October. And it will only run three weeks because at the end of the third week, the um, dynamic update changes will drop. Yes. And then a week after that is Warfare Weekend, which Brawl Machine is going to be completely yeah, insane. We're gonna, yeah, we're <laughs> going to talk about that a little bit as we get into kind of what we're talking about today. Because, yeah, there, there's the big news. It's pretty obvious. Anybody who's paying any kind of attention knows about it already. Um, today, uh, September 23rd, so that's when we're recording, uh, the War Machine Hordes Dynamic Update Preview Announcement of an Announcement got dropped. Um this was a kind of a big thing that was hyped up by Faye a little while back about kind of a, a massive sweeping change to War Machine and Hordes as a whole. Uh, and we've been kind of waiting on it. And uh, the, the the grand hope has been, is it worth the amount of hype that they were kind of bringing up for it? Because it was like weeks. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little I'm, bit. I'm going to tell you right now, the salt levels did not live up to the hype. Yeah, right. Yeah, I... I <sighs> I, I expected better. Maybe I need to be on scorn memes. Nope, yeah, they were no. pretty positive too. God damn. Yeah, community reaction has actually been very, very good to this overall. Um, yeah. So we're gonna. I'm gonna go over kind of what the announcement. I. I mean, honestly, it's not super long. I may as well just read chunks of it here. Uh, so what she said on here was it's time for a significant announcement that will affect the way you play War Machine Horde. So yeah, she's been going over having hints and nudges on various social media for a while, kind of talking about a, just a wide multitude of, of different changes. So uh, first off, we're starting around, we're starting with the scope here. So about half the models in War Machine Hordes are going to be seeing adjustments. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, that's a lot of models. It's about 700 models. Yeah, War Machine Hordes has a lot of models in it. In fact, like that bloat is actually kind of a problem with the game in some respects. But 
when we're talking about half the models in War Machine Hordes, it's a enormous number of things being tweaked and changed. Larger than, I mean, any singular update we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. As far as just sheer width, right? <laughs> of, of, like, scope. Um, <clears throat> there were some nerfs, but it's pretty much entirely buffs. Now, this is very exciting, especially anybody who's listened to us for a while and kind of knows how we've talked about a lot of things. The game has an enormously wide, like, like bottom end of kind of dredge garbage. <laughs> like <laughs> in like pretty much every faction that has this like really wild internal balance of just a ton of really mediocre stuff. And then the handful of things we actually talk about, you know, regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go into some jank and stuff like that. Once in a while, you'll see some other things pop up. But for the vast most part, most factions kind of have this problem. Uh, and one of the issues is that CID, the, the typical CID cycle of doing one every like few months to six months to at this point, like a year. Um, generally, some legacy models, some of those models that usually it's models that are kind of on on that lower end get brought in, but it's usually like three or four. And they don't always get buffed enough, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of the time it's like, let's say like, four to five legacy models come in and three of them end up in a good place. And now you have great. There's a few more that are better and still 70% of our faction is like nearly unplayable. And that isn't to me like an issue with like, I mean, that, that that's an issue that goes all the way back to like Mark three's release. And a lot of problems that were, that were surrounding that. And then just the inability to like be going back and constantly updating those things while also releasing new stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the only way a whole bunch of models were going to get into the game was basically something like just a sweeping everything. Like most things are kind of getting poked at on some level. Yeah, and and we have to point out that, that right the the development is is in under new management, right? And they they're like, um, I need to put I I I want to put my mark on this game. I want to change the meta in a drastic way and. You know the things that I'm not happy about, the things that I love, are going. I'm going to change right now. And the game needs it. Is the thing. Well, because is... especially with with what we keep talking about, how the steamroller was just so similar. The steamroller ended up being very similar. We also had that. I mean, this this whole period of time of like COVID really reducing, like not only like events that were occurring, but also like the amount of releases that were occurring, the amount of things that were mm-hmm. able to change. A lot of things slowed way, 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 way down, which has put the game into this very slow, almost solved feeling meta. The game's a little too complicated for a meta to be exactly solved, but um, things have idled really hard. We've known what the strong stuff is for over a year of just kind of the same stuff. Yeah, like I, like I can continue to get a rise out of Chandler every time I bring up Strange Bedfellows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, and and. You know, those of us who are around in like Mark II and stuff, like we're kind of used to that <laughs> to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the hope with this edition is that we wouldn't just be sitting in a meta like this for, you know, in, in the Haley 2, Gatsby 2 meta for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's different casters now. But um, now I, I will say that that said, the overall balance of the game is actually pretty good. Like the, the that top end meta is actually pretty varied. Um, in that. And, most factions are represented. Most factions have at least one list. Yeah, but it's also very, like, it's become a little stagnant in that, right? Just pros and cons, right? That's one of the mm-hmm. things is once you kind of get to that point of, like, perfect balance almost, you know, and it's far from perfect balance, but 
just as kind of like a, a, a talking point on it. Like once you're getting closer to that sense of perfect balance, like it actually gets gets a little boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, and, and that's one thing that's funny about this, and it's getting ahead of myself a tiny bit, but I, I think like we're about to see like a really sweeping wide range of changes. If you don't think there's some things that are going to be like over buffed in here, like a little bit, it's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm kind of cool with it, you know, like, cause it's going to be like, ah, oh, some weird stuff's really powerful now, you know, it's, uh-huh. it's, it keeps it interesting and, and we'll all be kind of like having to solve that. But anyway, well, and I love, I love building, uh, building lists for other games and i basically get to do that for war machine yeah 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 um yeah so it says well we're also going to be mixing in some quality of life rule changes that aren't designed to make models stronger or weaker but instead uh tended to smooth out playing them there is a couple of examples that might be kind of along this line but we don't have specifics what you what you Mm -hmm. um not all factions are undergoing the same level of adjustment uh infernals and crucible guard are two factions see very few changes i will note that Infernals will see changes by virtue of Hearts of Darkness. Right. Um, every faction in Hearts of Darkness, any changes to them infects, infects, affects Infernals <laughs> on some level. Uh, so infects is right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly. And uh, and Crucible Guard, it, it kind of makes sense. They're didn't they? I mean, they're the most recent update, right? Yeah, they've had some good updates, and I, I could see them getting a few tweaks, but like, like just for example, Lucas Nick, Lucas getting nerfed. Yes, which is in here, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like just as a random example. <laughs> Wait, but yeah, they noted that, that Signar has 55 planned changes. Now, the thing is, is that it's easy to be like, well, that's a very big number. These changes can be very, extremely varied in scope, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, like a unit being one point cheaper could be considered a, a change, right? Right. Um, and there's a lot of units, so... And they, from, and from, they mentioned that some of those changes are just adding keywords. Like, there's a lot of yeah. gun mage units that don't have the gun mage keyword, which has weird interactions. So, like, what I would... I, this is kind of my feeling on it, anyway. What I would kind of expect to see is a lot of things where it's, yeah, a lot of really just underused or kind of overcosted stuff just gets toned down. Like, toned down in points. Yeah, toned up. <laughs> toned up. Yeah, it's like the points toned down, which makes them whatever. Anyway, uh, so... Um, and in fact, they actually do note this, that in the case of Signar, uh, 46 of those 55 changes are exclusively point value or quality of life change, um, like standardizing rules language and unit types of models. Um, she also pointed out that all gun mage models will be getting the gun mage keyword, uh, as is logical. Uh, and Lauren actually pointed out in our Discord as well that Arcane Tempest is also being added to a whole bunch. Of Which, for those who don't know, is extremely relevant for Sons of the Tempest. It's an extremely minor change but mm-hmm. it does a lot for a bunch of models because one of the one of the frustrating things about that theme is that its main effect is on Arcane Tempest Gun Mages, which is an extremely specific unit. Um, yeah, not to be confused with Arcane Tempest Gun Mage Rifleman, or like <laughs> yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah, or you're just like, no, not that guy, and you're like, but it kind of should be though, right? Um, and it's stuff that like. Anybody who's been playing those factions or even against them for a long time is kind of like, yeah, why aren't those? Um, I, I'm getting the feeling that we're going to see a lot of keywords added that just kind of are those weird keywords that felt like they just got missed mm-hmm. uh, over the years. Uh, so she says, why are we planning such major changes for the game right now? Uh, so the timing is solid. Events and organized player just starting to reopen. Um, there's a new COVID-inspired product release cycle. They don't have any new models coming out uh, basically between the zero-level Warlocks and next year. That's at least a few months 
or we're just really not going to see much of anything, which uh, I have kind of felt that coming, right? We we knew about this, and we've talked about this a little bit. We knew about the Zero Warlocks. Those those got announced, and they got shown off, and things like that, and we know nothing else until Orgoth, right? Yeah. And um, that that's a long gap, right? It's a long time, especially for War Machine, which usually has a pretty rapid release cycle, honestly. Yeah. And so in the case of this, this is going, hey, we buy in. And I think this is a good move in this respect, as long as it's handled well, is that they're doing this. It's, I mean, that's always the caveat. To everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, as long as they do a good job, it'll be good. Like, yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> if they do a bad job, it won't be good. Uh, but um, this is a really, really good way to kind of revitalize the game and get that kind of new shiny feel without having to put more stress on their development process. Right, which is already well, varies when you have development resources but you don't have boats able to get through california resources it, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah yeah like there's all kinds of things that are you know failing for oftentimes good sometimes bad reasons but uh you have to be able to adjust for that right and this is and that's the thing is this it creates a mandate like a, a a forced kind of lull in that production cycle and I'm glad that they are apparently trying to do something productive with it. Because it'd be really easy to just not do anything for like four and, or five months. And like. and like the three of us especially are like the best release they could possibly do would be the pure blood warp wolf, the warp wolf stalker, and Yeah, a bunch of models that we already have. And we'd and love to death. And we'd love to death. And uh, and a bunch of people who would be interested in them will buy more of them in the future, right? Like it ends up making you money in the long run. It's just I understand it's not as exciting and like it's not a big burst like like a, a brand new model is but in many respects with how bad some models are it is a brand new model yeah. <laughs> and living yeah living warples really good example of that of like yeah. wow this is like, it's like a whole new game um well and yeah. that, i think that's the biggest problem in war machine right now is that there are several factions that have one theme force they play in and yeah, and they're basically forced to. Yeah, it, from with the with the exception of minions, because their theme force is like everything. <laughs> well, yeah, minions and mercs kind of have like. Well, mercs play a well, lot. Yeah, of yeah, they do play a lot of themes. Yeah, minions. Yeah, it, mercs have a lot of themes that are very playable just by nature of how releases have happened for the past couple of years. Love, uh, love large numbers. <laughs> there, yeah, there's nine min forces. Yeah, minions. It's like, well, yeah, it is one theme, but that theme has all their stuff in it basically mm -hmm. that isn't the terrible stuff. It's like, oh no, this theme doesn't have pharaoh infantry in it. Yeah. It, has, it has good pharaoh infantry in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Valkyries, so it's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway. But that that's the dream, is that we come out of this process, you know, a month from now, and every faction has two or more completely different themes that they can lay in. Yeah. Uh so yeah, they're trying to basically establish their attention is on War Machine Hordes, and uh, they're taking note from community feedback. Um, they are immersed in the in Orgoth development right now, which makes sense. Um, I mean, you don't you don't have to be a genius to know that like there's not a lot of people able to work on this stuff right now. The company has thinned out. So being able to have that time to be able to work on something like Orgoth, I'm glad they're taking some time to do it because mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's going to need it. It's a whole new faction. And it's also an extremely anticipated faction in a way even Infernals I don't think was. I mean, Orgoth is like the original, please can we have this faction outside maybe Zoo. Um, 
Yeah, but we knew we were never getting sued. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the ultimate goal is to bounce out models that may have wandered into the wild, being a little too powerful while bringing models that don't see much play up to a competitive level. So they're basic. So one of the the the, the big kind of part of this and the, and the kind of the, the, the core of what we're going to end up talking about here, at least kind of the meat of it, is that this insider is a list of the upcoming nerfs that are going on in this update, but it has more context surrounding the update as a whole. Yeah, so if if this was just a series of nerfs and there there was just like a vague hand wave, like, I don't know, sometime in the next year, we'll fix everything else. I yeah. would have been extremely angry. <laughs> yep, yeah. Thankfully, so as we, let's see where, where so yeah, the nurse will come first. We can set the bar for positive adjustments that will follow. Um, I do like that she said while some models that have been really bullying infantry and living models out of the game are getting a critical eye, we want to make sure no model sinks from being a top-down gun at the bottom of the barrel. It is nice to have a direct confirmation of the fact that <laughs> infantry and living models blow. <laughs> so, thank, you for, thank you for noting. As a guy who still plays mostly infantry-based lists whenever possible, because I love lots of dudes. Um uh yep thanks please uh and I, it's nice to see that the devs are like yes we've noticed that single wood infantry just gets blended uh, honestly heavy infantry mostly does too yeah they're a resource um, for your opponent yeah and living models are just it's the worst thing you can be in the game by like a lot uh so she also goes into a little bit i don't want to talk too much about it but it goes into a little bit about how the the zero level warlocks part of like some eyebrow raises about some of their design was kind of based around the fact that they're being designed with all these like nerfs and buffs in mind. Um, so that's things like like Kruger Zero. People were a little thrown off because it's like great living war beasts, but they are getting changed, and so they should ideally actually be much more functional. Um, so or yeah, or riot, much more functional, more <laughs> functional or riot. It's not the best like riot catchphrase, but it's. <laughs> We want functionality, and we want it now. Um, not not a good picket sign. No. Uh, <laughs> so the big thing here is that we have a timeline. There is a target update for this. In uh, sorry, target date for this entire update. Yeah. A lot of date. <laughs> uh, and we are looking for October twenty fifth. Uh, and it was confirmed because I did feel like the wording was a little vague in some respects of this. The entire run of nerfs and buffs is intended to drop on October 25th. Yeah. Um, it's it's like the full the full package dropping on us all at once. Now, there's a couple of things that excites me about this. Warfare weekend is right after that. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally like a week and a half later is when I am on a plane to Warfare weekend. And... <laughs> Heading in to a meta that unsolved at a convention that high profile pleases me greatly. Uh, that and especially because I am headed there to run like a potentially as large as sixty-four person event. Uh, I am hyped to see the nonsense. It's going to be the most like snowflakey, wild, mad scientist nonsense of a meta I think we've seen in a very like probably since Theme Apocalypse, right? Yeah. Um. And, and even that, I believe, was was dropped more in a kind of a dead zone. Right. Uh, this is like dropping right on your head uh, right before a pretty big event. And, and on, so I, I love the advantage it gives to the people who own like every model that can pull out, you know, their Cossite Woodsman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the, the thing is, there was definitely a time 
and we've had this kind of a thing happen before, like with like world team championship and stuff, where dropping a big update, like just prior to a big tournament could be a little frustrating. I feel like it is what we need right now as a community after all of this time. Like we need some us. Um, <laughs> like it. I mean, it is super awkward for all the people in the in the in the invitational. Yes, I do, but agree. for everyone else, it's like, yeah, you didn't get a chance to play, you know, your weekly games for a year and a half. So let's level the playing field and just yeah, let's 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 get let's get wacky. Yeah, and I, I just I feel like it's it's the thing, and I feel like people are on board with that. Like, I haven't really seen anyone, like, even people in the, in the Invitational, I haven't really seen anyone be like, ah, oh, this is BS. And it does help that it doesn't have list lock. I mean, that was one big thing about the, like, the, the World Championships and stuff like that, was that it had list lock and then an update would drop, and you're like, great. Um, you still have time to adjust if you decide to, right? And, and I, I think people are just on board with the fact that it's like, bring it on right like let's 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 get weird and i don't know i'm into it uh so october 25th so that is it's basically straight up a month drops on a monday um hopefully sometimes things get delayed i would like it to drop on a monday because that is also my warm machine night so <laughs> uh wait you're not gonna play the games that night you're just gonna be like reading war room and yelling oh if you think i'm not like as <laughs> possible lists on that night yeah uh, <laughs> yeah um, so one thing that they're, they are doing though, in order to make it so it's not just like, ha get wrecked, everybody, you don't know what's going on. Uh, they are going to be talking a little bit about what's coming and hopefully. And so one thing is that we know that it's, it's a little up in the air. Lauren talked a little bit about this, uh, that the hope is to have like basically a weekly insider talking about some of the stuff that is changing, uh, but nothing is set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because it sounds and, and if anybody's curious as well, because I understand it is it is it is always kind of weird to be like, hey, here's a bunch of updates that are coming. They're not here yet, though, but they're coming mm-hmm. is uh, they are the big thing. It sounds like is that they're editing cards. Oh, and which is the worst. <laughs> that's slow. Yeah, Lauren's been kind of joking about it, but you can tell it's a little exhausting. She keeps referring it to it as being sent to the card mines, mm-hmm. uh, which is just like being sent to just sit and edit cards. Make forever. sure there's no typos. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, which will lead us to our amazing cast after everything drops. <laughs> For those typos. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're doing that, and there was like there was another. They're also just kind of wanting that like that little bit of a warning for everybody who is involved in events. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what they've actually like specifically talked about from this one. And, and so these are, so to note, what we're about to talk about is every nerf that is planned. Now I'm going to, I'm going to get ahead of a couple things. <laughs> Some people are going to call changes that happen in the final update nerfs, even though they weren't on this list. I'm just going to call that ahead of time. Cause for example, we're going to call, one so of these is a buff. Of, yeah, one yeah. of these at least one of these nurses is a buff. So <laughs> we'll get to, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um because not everybody has the same idea of what a buff or a nerf is sometimes. Yeah. And well, and especially they mentioned they're gonna be like rules cleanup. Um that can that can lead to a nerf, right? Like if Yes, if, yeah. Sometimes it'll go like, oh, this doesn't actually have the same use case anymore because, mm-hmm. because of the, the rules cleanup. Um, okay. So we're gonna start with the top here, which is bizarrely Wait. Yeah, yeah, what 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 is this order? Yeah, I, I only actually just noticed how weird this order is. Um, you know what? It's private press order. 
but nothing in the main four War Machine factions was it gets got yeah, a second. Yeah, no, I was I, I was just checking that actually. Yeah, yeah. it literally it just started with Rhett. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I didn't didn't even think about that. Retribution of Syra. Uh, this is a good example of one that I think is like kind of a side grade. But we're gonna start with the Trident, which is definitely a nerf. Uh, it's build up power is going from D3 to one, so it's only getting one token per turn consistently every every time it builds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Which is funny because they made a big deal of how it wasn't going to be the same. It wasn't going to be, source. yeah, when the Rayless came out. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah with the, the Rayless update. Yeah. So um, there's a reason that I don't have two Tridents. I've actually kind of felt like the double Trident thing has been kind of played out for quite a while. But. Well, nobody hates it more than Retribution players. Yeah. They are very strong. And. This will probably hopefully open up Rhett. And, and this is the thing in the context of like everything else in the fit, like a ton of other stuff in the faction getting probably a bit buffed via like point cost reductions and things like that. It's probably right. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing it's so, and, and so I was thinking about this earlier, and this is probably going into like way too much like thinking about it, but, <laughs> it. but this doesn't really do much about its power in the early game, like really early on. You're still going to have about the same to like one less token than usual in the very early game. It does kind of weaken its overall impact over the course of a long game, right? If it's yeah. alive. You're not going to be spending two or three every turn. Yeah, every round that it's still alive, it's like one to two less boosts that it was getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is relevant, like 100%. Um, but it, his gun's still really good. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that that's a good place to start, right? Like, that is the softest possible nerf to an extremely powerful model. And that is consistent with a lot of these. A lot of these got nerfed a lot less than you would expect, but probably yeah. in a pretty good way. Uh, a good example of that is Falsir. Uh, like, so Falsir, I actually like her better. I think she's objectively weaker, but more fun. <laughs> change. I'm like, nah, I like this kind of guy. She, she turned into even more of a kind of caster that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're cutting Cyclone, which, like, fair. <laughs> Every time I've ever played her, I've been like, if this caster didn't have Cyclone, she'd be fine. Well, like, she Cyclone. has half of Cyclone, right? Yeah, kind of. So she she gains Vanish, uh, which is just a, it's a three inch teleport. Only costs one, which is nice. So it costs less than Cyclone. So she's still and, and it so it still allows her that slight threat range increase, but it's not a six inch increase. It's a three inch increase, right? Which takes her cap from I believe seventeen to fourteen, which is way more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like as far as just pure threat range, it's a lot more reasonable. It's still pretty far, but it's it's a lot more reasonable. Um, yeah, it's not Striker two. <laughs> Yeah, however, Vanish, I really like Vanish, um, and she also just gains Sprint innately, which, so the thing is, the Cyclone threat was always something she could do, but I always liked Sprint. I like Sprint more in a lot of respects. It's technically worse, technically, kind of, as long as you have the focus for Cyclone, but uh, it lets her make more attacks safely, and uh, I just like the innate Sprint on casters. I don't know what to tell you. My favorite casters typically end up having sprint. Tyra. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Well, Thyra has her jank spell that is like yeah. better, Same. but uh, and Thresher, she just gains Thresher. Um, um, I do want to cut in here. Um, all the Thresher attacks are initials, right? I believe they are considered initials. So, so this is actually pretty cool for her. Yeah, so that means that if you damage more than one model with the Thresher, with the update to her, I believe I believe that that is correct. But yeah. uh, well, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. So the other it's thing been confirmed. That's how it works. That awesome. is how, awesome. Cool. Yeah. So that's great. Like that's huge for her, actually. 
Um, amputation becomes critical amputation. If anyone is surprised about this, shut up. Yeah, like, <laughs> this, this need to happen, and you can yeah, die mad about it. I, I got to have my fun with it for a minute. It should never have been on a card. Okay. I'm okay with flat amputation being on, like, a model that has one attack. <laughs> you know, like, you could probably get away with that. Mm -hmm. She just... You shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> like, it it was silly. We all knew it was silly. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so what, what uh, Brett was just referring to was that paying the price change. So uh, in its current form, it's basically, it's like once per turn when she damages a model with her weapon, um, she can hand out a token. Now it's when this weapon damages an enemy model with an initial attack. After the attack is resolved, you can place the bounty token. So you would be able to, if you threshered like four models, like that's a whole bunch of tokens. Yeah, and but they have to not have a token on them already, which I also appreciate because now it's used or lose it rather than you build it up and then you just cut that unit out for a whole turn. Yes. And the other thing is that like it has to be an initial attack. Like if you miss your initial attack, your SOL on this particular ability as well. So it it yeah. It, so the the ceiling is higher, but you're most you're more likely like to get nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that the House Elway Warden Executioner cuts dual attack and gains quick work and gunfighter. Uh, I think that's fine. He still does most of the really fun stuff that he does. It's... Yeah, um, but he he doesn't just, like, he doesn't unstoppably reach out and touch things with his vortex blast. Yeah, and th that was one of the things was he was always able. I was always like, yeah, he threats this far, except for if he charges you, and then it's just, like, way out there, and he can do some really silly stuff. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's fine. It doesn't It doesn't screw with how, like, Fun and silly that model is. Um, he still makes like, eight thousand attacks a turn. So quick work and cleave. You only get one of them, I believe. Uh, yeah, because it's they're both generating an attack. Yeah, but he has two initials, so it's possible that he can get both of them on different attacks. Yes, because I believe they're both once per turn. Once quick work. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Uh, no, quick work is not once per turn. Oh, it's not. No. Uh, I know that because it is on. Um, What's her name? Uh, Raven. And one of her whole things is she has dual attack and quick work, and she can make like a million gunshots. Okay. Uh, she also has Thresher. But Cleave. Um, <laughs> Cleave is. Cleave is, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, and that's it for Red. Uh, that's, that's all the nerfs, which like one of those to me kind of feels like a side grade for the most part. The the other ones are nerfs, but they're pretty gentle. No, the Felser one's definitely a nerf. It is, it is definitely you're, a nerf. You're it's, a side grade to my, it's, a, it's a side grade to my fun factor. Let me yes, put it, yeah. It's, it's that I actually actually think this is a caster that is weaker, but more fun with the style that I like to play her in. So I, I'm actually pretty excited about it. The the, um, the critical amputation is basically it, like... It is a, a huge... Two, yeah. two to three pow decrease. A lot of the time, yeah. I mean, on Gargantuans, it's like a like 10 pow decrease sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh... Convergence, uh, Tessellator bumping up to eight points. This is the most necessary change, speaking as somebody who plays a lot of Convergence. I've seen a whole bunch of people be like, I don't understand why that change needed to happen. And like, <laughs> so, okay, so this is this is a really important thing about like, and this will actually come up a lot, and, and is the, when I when I talk about the fact that like, even if the, the sweeping buffs are mostly just small point cost reductions, one of the ways that that can break is within the spammability of a model. Yep. It's part of why the point cost of Jacks and Beasts is really important because they are FAU. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, whereas like most like units are like going to be FA two or three or random. Well, and and they take up enough of your points that you can't really. Yeah, they're usually kind of a big chunk, right? So that's the thing is is when you think about like and so that's like an ex kind of just a random example I gave, not as anything specific, but I was like, if you have a model that now costs two points less, and you can only take two of that model, great, you, a, you can you, you can, you can now get a four point solo in there. That's yeah. awesome. If you can take ten of that model your list has 20 less points than it did before, right? Mm -hmm. Like this, and that was the mad dog change, right? Like that was an example of how, how the mad dog got changed and why it was such a big deal, right? It, it also got like two other nerfs. <laughs> yeah. And so the thing is, is a tessellator is a model that you usually have, what, five, six, seven, eight of, uh, that, that singular point cost change does a lot to affect the spammability of that model. Well, um, and the tessellator is also extremely unique in that, in, in two ways. One, it is just more efficient than anything else in the faction uh, that can go in the battle group. So, like, the number of shots it makes, the number of focus it uses, the amount of work it puts out compared to anything it competes with. Like, the it, it was it's kind of the infernal problem where the more I played with Convergence Warcasters, the more I'm like, everything in this list should just be a Tessellator. Clockwork Angels, they should be Tessellators. Um, Colossals definitely should be Tessellators. You know, yeah, you're like Freebooter. In, in nearly all use cases, this is just kind of more efficient. Mm -hmm. And then the other problem with the Tessellator is that because it has an, an induction node, the more you take of them, the more efficient it gets because you're yeah. filtering that three focus through more stuff. Yeah, it creates a feedback loop of, of power, basically. Yeah. So I would argue that there is no model in the game as affected by a one point increase as a as a convergence of serious light. Yeah, probably. That is that is probably true. And it's um, doub doubly so for gun jacks. Like yeah. the galvanizer one point more. Yeah, I wasn't really filtering it through everything. Yeah. Um, uh, the other change was that the corollary power transfer must target another model in its battle group. Um, this is I mean, this is essentially like a Nemo and asphyxia's change, right? Uh. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it's because it was extremely confusing that you could induct all your focus around and then transfer it to another battle group and then maybe induct it even more. It yeah. just, it, it, it kind of, it breaks the singularity. It breaks the, like, separate parts of Gatsby and the Warcaster, where mm -hmm. it's like the Warcaster's bounced around having, you know, infinite focus from all this induction. And Gatsby is like, I'm not going to give focus away ever. And yeah. Corey's like, yeah, it, it, it put that bridge there, right? Between yeah. The two things that should have been separate. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's, it's fair. Also, Chandler's in favor of anything that nerfs uh, Gatsby. Yeah, 100%. And there's multiple in here. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chris Bagard, Lucas uh, decreases to 26 Warjack points. That's a, a minus three decrease. Uh, I mean, I I play quite a bit of Lucas and like yeah, that's that's about as soft of a, a bop on the head as you probably could have given him. So it's just because he's so recent. My yeah. complaint is, of course, I wanted to lose TK, not because he needs to lose TK, which oh well, he might, but I wanted to play him in Brawl Machine again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 Cruz Bagard. Infernals, uh, the crab chassis goes down in armor to eighteen. So. <laughs> My take on this was I was like, this is the thing. Every time I put one of those forward, I assume it's dead. So this just makes me more right. <laughs> um, the problem is when you're not right, when there's 10 of them. I I agree. Yeah. Also, but the I way that I play. Yeah. The way that I play <laughs> Infernals, I don't spam these really. Yeah. Uh, well, the, I, 
this isn't for you. Yeah, basically, yeah. So I'm like, this doesn't affect my... In fact, this just kind of pushes everybody towards the playstyle I was already doing, which was a little different. Yeah. Um, um, I, I Look, I appreciate anything. I There's no list in the game I hate more than the brain-dead Tormentor spam. And the more damage that they do to it, the happier I am. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's just like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm at a point now where, like, literally my battle group is, like, a harvester. And I just <laughs> summon, I summon the heavies, like... Mm-hmm. As, as needed yeah i just go okay desolator tormentor tormentor whatever else i need yeah, yeah. Uh, uh anyhow i like to play all the solos i don't want to play a bunch of tormentors i want to play all the cool infernal solos they're fun. yeah you're not here to play math yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. i i have played the tormentor spam it is, it is in fact the most boring brain dead shit in the world like there's there's a certain degree of entertainment value that just comes with like the dumb math of it like but after a bit you're like i have no agency in this game Mm-hmm. I have and no ability to decide to a, a thousand bookkeeping tasks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, troll bloods. Um, barrage team range decreases to fourteen. We're getting into models I know very little about, so I'm so kind of like neat. barrage. Barrage <laughs> teams are just they're in several factions now because they can be taken in minions in Vengeance yeah. Dunia. Um, they're just really powerful. They cost a lot, but I mean they're they're freaking worth it. The power of their gun is ridiculous. Um, they also have CRA, which makes them a very reasonable threat into casters. So mm. I, I imagine that's what this is about. Yeah. Uh, Brigadier General Gunbjorn, full force granted by his feet, becomes the power of blast damage caused by a weapon with full force is equal to the power of the weapon. Uh, I don't know what this changed because I... It- Used Never to be played. not blast damage. It means oh, to make the AOE damage. not blast damage and all the power of the weapon. Gotcha. And that's that's partly relevant due to another thing that we'll talk about later in. Yes. Because blast blast um, in general kind of got shifted. So I believe there are a lot of rules snafus because of that. I expect so. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, and so type of attack into another can cause the jankest shit in well, those games. Yeah, if you if you were aware of how Explosivo worked in Mark II, you're very familiar with I, that. Yes, yeah, yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what um, you And so, I, I love that um, the rules for it were so out of hand that it was easier to change a core rule of the game. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, they were like, we're just going to change the whole game around him. Yeah. Uh, Circle of Orberos. Is that correct? No. <laughs> No, they <laughs> that is what it says. In the, no, we we actually called out. We there was this kind of joking call out for your crimes of like Faye and Lauren and stuff in the Discord for like, why is it Circle of Orboros? Um, yeah, it was good. Anyway, uh, this is kind of an interesting couple of changes. So the Gallows Grove is no longer living. I've heard a lot of people be like, well, it's probably gaining construct. It doesn't necessarily have to. Um, you can't just give it a rule that's like this is not a living model. Uh, like archons are that way they're just they they're not anything they're not undead constructs living or anything like that so you can do that i I don't know how they'll handle it but the way they worded this is just that it's no longer yeah so Um, you can't rip souls from it um if you cast it into a press gang or can't i know i know finally ended i know you can't put an eye patch on it (laughs) yeah uh and then yeah the other thing was that the well of orboros can only summon living models open the gate so this was essentially just trying to stop the ability to like kind of gotcha out of Gallows Grove. 
Um, I don't think it's like the most relevant thing in the world, but I feel like there's just a, some kind of moments like this that they're trying to kind of out. Mm-hmm. Like, whoops, gotcha. And you're like, oh. Um, and there's a couple of those you'll see. In the... um, Legion of Everblight, Blight Archon, increased to nine points. I mean, it's fine. I, I I feel it's a little unnecessary, but it's probably fine. So it's part of most Archons are becoming nine points. Yeah, so um, this this is the first Archon we've talked about, and we're about to go into Mercenaries. So. Yeah. So I believe, <laughs> I believe the argument here is they're trying to decrease the thing, the non-Archon point cost and increase the Archon point cost so that relatively Archons are a much bigger investment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, they're not like including everything. So remember, the design philosophy of Archons had a huge effect on what the game looked like. And so this is a tweak to that where they're, it's less of the backing it up just a tiny bit. Yeah, it's, it's less of the pure focus on these huge solos. Uh, mercenaries. This is you, a big list. You get to read the, the, your, your favorite one. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Asphyxia's 4 cuts leadership construct bloodthirst and decreases armor to 16. Uh, this largely hits the two main problems that I had with Asphyxia's here. One, he's just too damn survivable. Yep. Uh, and two, he is another threat extension for strange bedfellows. Like, because yep. this takes... whole it, army. Yeah, this makes it, instead of plus 8 inches, it's now, like, plus 6. <laughs> Which is like, I mean, it's getting into the realm of more reasonable, I guess. But um, I I did see some people, well, and I did see some people talking about like, well, maybe we should have just changed like Hypatia's leadership. And the thing is, is that this affects more than just strange bedfellows. Uh, If you've ever played against uh, Scar with this guy. Mm -hmm. um, Stalkers. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically just a free boost for stalkers, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it changes them up just a little bit. It, it doesn't change their threat range strictly, but it is of note, right? And so it's, it is important. Um, it was easy, I think it was better to change him than something within Strange Bedfellows specifically because he affects a lot more things yep. that and, could be a problem. And this is also part of the theme of not getting screwed over because you're a living model. Yes, yeah. They're trying to yeah, trying to tone down making a living the worst thing possible. <laughs> um, um I I like that they preserved how much damage he can put out. That's fun. Yeah, and, and again, this is the thing that I think people were expecting a gnarly nerf to this model. And this was pretty small. Yeah, like if Chandler was in charge, he'd be what, fifteen points, he'd be <laughs> pro- Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I don't think I would destroy him, but I would have probably nerfed him slightly more than this. But I do think mm-hmm. it's fine. Like, I, I think this is probably a pretty good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Probably. And especially, and that's the other thing, is even when we talk about, like, with the corollary changes, it's a big deal. Uh, there's probably something else he could lose, but I don't mind things being a little above the curve, right? It's just he was so stupid that it was... <laughs> um, you have never hated a list for that. <laughs> it's so infuriating. And this is the thing. It's not like I've been, like, face rolled by strange bedfellows every time it's just been the most miserable experience to fight even when i've won i'm just like i hate this <laughs> like i hate everything ah, about this yeah me and me and Torment. yeah it's, it's very similar to you with infernals yeah where it's yeah. like it's not that i can't beat this it's just infuriating and i hate it mm-hmm. yeah um blockader so i thought so i i considered this a really really big nerf but i've had some conversations since then that um changed my perspective a tiny bit 
So this, and this is this is partly an issue with me not having a ton of experience with or against the blockader. Yeah. So the blockader decreases point cost to 32 and reduces the rate of fire to one on both of its guns. So it, it had two D3 like spray tens before, mm -hmm. uh, which is like comical. Um, obviously, that is a massive nerf to its ranged output. Like, fortunately, <laughs> uh, it's range output I, is yeah, nearly the, irrelevant. Yeah, the thing I hadn't totally realized with people like, yeah, it's still a colossal that natively threads like 12 inches and hits like a train. Yeah. Um, and just has a lot of other stuff that it does. And, and I was like, oh, okay. It, so people are, so for me, I look at this and I go, this is reducing its flexibility and pushing it more towards that role as a melee colossal. Um, right. So have you, yeah. So this is the uh, power curve versus power creep balance where it's yeah. like the, the, difference between the melee output and the ranged output is so great that any change to the ranged output has no effect on the overall model because you're choosing to use the ranged attack so rarely yeah yeah basically and and so it just it just it like to me i go okay so largely what this does is it reduces its flexibility right it yeah so it, it has more of a defined role yeah it means that you can't gamble and go for six sprays and try and kill something with guns yeah, it's going to be and see and I like this because it's a huge consistency increase. Now, obviously, it's worse, but <laughs> I, that's how much I hate D3s is that I prefer. Yeah, one I mean, there, there's three. a yeah, there's a, there's, a couple, <laughs> there's a couple of these throughout this. and We'll talk about one of them in a little bit. Yeah. Um, next one is Boomhaller 3 changes amputation to crit amputation. Uh, OK, so while I did say I don't mind a model with like one attack having well, a what? This model has two threshers with amputation. That's well, that's right. It, it was that, and well, he also has counter charge, doesn't he? Yeah. And so that was like kind of a problem because it was like, oh, he could, God, he just makes it so you can't approach things at all. Yeah, so like, he had some other rules that made flat amputation a little silly. Yeah, like your your heavy goes in, he knocks it down and knocks out its cortex. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're like, <laughs> good, great. Um, hoof it also changes. Uh, Crap. Bizarre wording of this sentence. Hoofit also changes affecting Gristle one and becomes. Uh, just she forgot two commas. Yeah, I know. I just I was like, what? Uh, Hoofit range command target friendly non warlock non warcaster living faction model slash unit. Boy, that's a thing. Uh, if the model slash unit is in range, affected models that did not run or fail a charge this turn can make a full advance at the end of this turn. After all friendly models have ended their activations during this movement, affected models cannot be targeted by freeze. So the the change here is that you can't run twice your speed and then get an additional one x your speed afterwards. Yes. Yep. Which is like pretty consistent with how a lot of abilities like this have worked. So it's yeah, it's just that hoof it is such a weird timing window. Yes. Yeah. Yep. In fact, yeah, the fact that it's at the end of the. the... Mm -hmm. Um. So watch your opponents on this. It's going to be really easy to forget. It's going to be, especially when you're, if you do it on like big, like 10 or 11 or 12 model units, um, it's going to be like, these ones run, these ones charge. And you're like, great. Now we have to mark those until the end of turn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, that, that does make it a little bookkeepy. So I kind of understand why it didn't work that way before, but it's probably for the best. Yeah. I mean, it's either that or you can't use hoofed on turn one. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Death this, Archon. This is the biggest nerf, right? uh this is probably the biggest yeah just as far as just straight up scope uh increases point cost nine uh decreases range to two which is massive if anybody knows how circles work <laughs> um 
Uh, and Carnage Incarnate grants divine inspiration instead of Annihilator. That's huge. So it's basically you're dropping a die instead of getting a full one. Yep. Um, and uh, Vendetta changes, which is also affecting Lanissa, which is interesting, to additional die rather than. That's actually a, a boost, a buff. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is a bit of a Additional dice are always better than boost, pretty much. Yeah, essentially you can get Vendetta on the charge now, which was, yes. that was a really weird interaction that you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, it turns down his output into everything but oh. other Archons, basically, but it's also... Well, Carnage Incarnate's yeah. only against living models, right? Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yep, yep. yep. So it, it tones down his output against living models, uh, which we, we are all in favor of. It also means he can't just Thresher and teleport through, you know, a full unit. Now he only gets, like half the um, unit <laughs> yeah he still gets quite a bit but it's yeah. probably but that on top of the point cost increase means like the amount of damage he's doing relative to his point cost cost definitely shifted drastically because mm -hmm. he was one of those models that could easily just be like well i'm nine points and there's nothing you can do about the fact that i'm about to go in and kill 25 points of infantry yeah. right and uh in solos and random other stuff and, and then and then hoof it away <laughs> yeah, this makes it i mean obviously anything with like a big thresher is able to do that if you position wrong but this gives you more ability to position around right this yeah this increases the amount of counter play sorry not hoof it yeah. repo um time for a very confusing change uh finally harlem Hol harlow holdem high is being brought in line so did he get nerfed because of the joke I genuinely have no idea why this is in here. This is a very weird one. Well, I, I so so the joke is that he's a gun arc, the gun archon, right? So yeah. Did he get nerfed because he's an archon? I have no idea. That's got to be it, right? <laughs> yeah. It, there was like there was this short time, like quite a while ago, where I know people were kind of complaining about him because his output's pretty good. Like he's not bad at all. It's just it just felt very like okay. Uh, it's, it's it reduced. Like yeah, it's like, what do you mean he gets four shots? <laughs> yeah, so they're reducing his rate of fire to one, but they're decreasing his point cost to three. So he's literally just like a, a he's just like a little three point shooty guy, yeah. which like has value. Like, I don't think he's like, I don't think this he's like bad. So the real question is, is he going to see more play now? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, this is the thing. I'm like, I'm like, I have no context for this model, but this is the thing. Yeah, having three point models that can do work, weirdly relevant in list building process. Mm hmm. You often kind of have those weird point values, and they usually get spent on like jank garbage because you're just like, whatever. I'll have like a model that can run at a flag or something, but like he can actually do some work. So like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll probably see him pop up once in a while. Like it's just it was a, like I don't even know this is really a nerf because it's like it's a pretty big point cost reduction. Mm -hmm. Uh, because he was five points before. Yeah. So like, it's a pretty big drop. So like, I don't know. Seems like it's yeah. kind of. Kind of like a weird side grade that I'm not sure why it needed to happen, I guess. It's kind of where well, I'm and I feel like he's going to be continued taken in just as many theme forces as he was, or just as many times as he was before, because yeah, yeah, his basically. problem was the theme forces he was in, not that yes, he was bad. Yeah, that is true. Um, Malvin of Mayhem, disengage safety grants Berserk instead of Killing Spree. Probably fine. Um, <laughs> I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder if there was a time where... Uh, part of his zero was able to cast murderous outside his battle group <laughs> and they're like this doesn't seem okay <laughs> yep. yeah uh yeah i don't know i mean that seems fine i, I feel like melvin and mayhem was very funny because they came out at like a really interesting time where i think a lot of people were like wow he's gonna be really interesting and then he like shows up once in a while see i i think it was actually the opposite where he came out like he's gonna be terrible and then it's like 
Oh, right, Raskasis. Oh, Maybe right, I'm thinking about perspective, which is, yeah. we were actually pretty up on him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. He's cool. Yeah. So I, I was, I've done a, I've done a roller coaster on him where, um, yeah, we were up on him when he came out. Then I'm like, I played him a couple times. He didn't really work right. And then people are like, well, he's really dumb with these really good casters. Yeah. I guess, okay. So I guess the thing here is that we need to remember that one of the kind of intended, like, design processes with all these changes is reducing the threat to like infantry right so this plays into that it's taking off models with killing spree like that it yeah. does it does help with that yep um, yeah and well and his thing is that with killing spree he was one of the best in class against any type of target that's true because he does hit very hard as well so he's, yep. he's a good anti-armor and good infantry clearing yeah yeah uh, next one is the Menite Archon. Decreases armor to 18, increased point cost to 9. I feel like targeting against armor was correct here. Really? Uh, I believe so. I, I usually felt like the main issue that I had with the Menite Archon was that I could usually figure out, like, a way to fight oh, it. Oh, I, oh I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought those was the Morrowind Archon. I got that. No, no. I would find dropping the armor on that one weird. Yeah, okay. For, for me, it was, the me, like, Menite Archon armor always felt just a little too high. Yeah, because it so, was, like, 13, like, 21. Yeah, something. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, that's that's a that's a reasonable, that's the the right thing to attack. Yeah, and in that case, the the twenty one was the problem. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Marwan Icon decreases def to thirteen and increases point cost to nine. That is very relevant. <laughs> and um, this is this is again, that's attacking the correct thing. It's attacking the correct stat, right? Yeah. yeah. Or now it's uh, a fifty <laughs> Yeah, and and that was a lot of yeah. Now it's, now it's God, its stat line is so stupid. <laughs> Every time you go into fight one, literally, you're like, I'm going to send my, like, 35-point Colossal into this 8-point model, and it is an absolute crapshoot how this is going to go. <laughs> like, like, I'm either about to be okay or lose the game instantly because yeah. I cannot hit this stupid thing. Mm -hmm. And you have to hit it multiple times. Usually a model that's, like, Def 16 will die in, like, one hit, but that one you need, like, two to three. And two like, to three high like, pounds. Like good hits. Yeah, they got it. They got to hurt. So like def 15, it it's a it, it is actually a pretty relevant point in the curve as far as the mat that some things get to these days. Mm -hmm. um, I yeah. think yeah, it's a 10% increase against mat six if you're boosting. Yeah. It's like it's uh, here's an interesting one. Scythe cuts multi-fire, becomes rate of fire three. This is rat to seven. Yeah. This was one of those ones that it's it's a nerf in that she went down to rat seven, but it makes her so much more flexible. Multifire is like one of the most obnoxious rules to work around. And so, but the thing is, Scythe was good enough that you dealt with it anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, except like, for me. And that yeah. that is the problem. I was the only person who was not playing Scythe, and now I'm going to play Scythe. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it just makes her really flexible, right? Like yeah. she, she doesn't get screwed over by the existence of a single shield guard on the table standing <laughs> in the right location. Um. And she's able to kind of like spread out her shots a little bit. She's, yeah, she's got a lot going on there. The Rat 7 is, it's obviously notable. Rat 8 was amazing. Yep. Um, but she's still a tree walker. Still she's still really good. She's still got running on. Like she's, she's yeah. got a lot going on. And and the thing is, is Scythe usually performed at her best around buffs or debuffs, like increasing her output. Like she was like solid, but if you increase her output like at all, she like went off the rails. Mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of use that she's still just really good right and now and now if you spike the first roll you're not just screwed on the rest of your attacks yes. yeah that's the other thing too yeah she doesn't she doesn't get screwed over by a bad first roll mm -hmm. um now for the just straight up buff that's in this entire <laughs> list it's listed as a nerf but i'm like 
no. Uh, that's a Thamorite Archon. Um, so it, its point cost went up to nine, but its rate of fire just changed to three. Yes. All the time. So, I, and this is the example of, like, the kind of the situation I've given a couple of times. So I, I fought against Thamorite Archons a bit. And, like, I, I'm on board with the fact that, like, they're one of the worst Archons, like, in their current. Well, the worst Archon is not on this list. For good Which amused me, yes. Yeah. It, well, it, it, it didn't get a... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. <laughs> But I was like, this one is way down there, right? And and a lot of the problem with the Thamorite Archon was its absurd inconsistency, right? Like, it getting one shot was so bad. But every time I fought against a Thamorite Archon, my thought process was always the same when I started rolling for shots, which is like, please be one shot. I can survive two shots. I don't, I don't want to, but I can survive it. If you get three shots, it's the end of my world. Like, it's like, it always feels that way, that, like, three shots with that thing always felt gnarly. And now it just has that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's like, a little bit of the old six steps forward, half a dozen back. Yeah. The infantry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not I'm not upset about it, because I think Tamarite Archons are very cool. And I don't think it, like, a lot of the Archons are really good. Mm-hmm. But it's really good now, I think. I was like, oh boy, I kind of want some. Like, they're really cool. I think the nice thing is it is now comparable to the Defiled Archon. Yeah, right. It, it has that. Previ- Previously, the Defiled Archon, like, blew it out of the water. Yeah. Um, One that I'm happy to see go down, even though it's, like, the only Archon I've ever actually really used outside the Blight Archon, mm-hmm. uh, is the Void Archon. Uh, its point cost went up to nine, and then it lost dual attack and gained assault. Um, this is just tones down its ability to like just get way in your backline and kill everything you love. Yeah, um, because it has to do the the spray first. You can't. Yeah, and and assault has so many more limitations on dual attack. Like it's so much worse of a rule. It has like in every way, pretty much. Yeah, uh, also... I guess the only thing assault can do that dual attack absolutely cannot is that you can fail a charge with an assault and still do the shot. Yeah, I. You don't That's get a like, teleport if you do that, right? I know because you activate like it's pre- you would never do it, but it is technically a use case assault has that dual attack doesn't. Oh. Um, but otherwise, dual attack is like so much better. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a notable change to this model, and I think it puts it in a pretty reasonable spot. It's not mm-hmm. I, it, fighting that thing always was just like, well, how bad this turn goes for me basically boils down to how creative my opponent is. So let's see, let's see where that model ends up. Which is a little sad, but I think it's in line with the current Death Archon. Yeah, it's a little yeah, and well, that's a, yeah, a lot a lot of the Archons just got. Sorry, by current I mean the one we just talked about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, minions. Azazello cuts a distraction. You can play guns in Azazello now. Yeah. Uh, that's which is new. probably good. Yeah. He's. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's Dune, that, I, think, and, I think that's his only map buff as well. I believe that is correct. Yeah. And since he wants to play a bunch of infantry, that's a big it deal. Is, it is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dooney and Archon become special issues; so they cannot be used as a requisition option. Um, I've heard. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people kind of like being a little unsure about this, but I mean, it's clearly worse than. Like, if it had gone up to eight points, that would have been much better than becoming a special issue. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing is there's there's still and and this is the thing is so and, and so this is gonna okay I'm gonna actually wait to talk about this a little bit until we talk about some of the theme list changes. Yeah, 
I was thinking about some of this. Uh, Kogan Smite becomes Star Attack Smite. I, yes, now you can't do the Counter Charge Knockdown unless you cost eight points. Yeah. It also means you can't, um, <laughs> because he buys attacks, you can't just keep slamming something against a wall. <laughs> yes, which admittedly <laughs> is very fun, but... Um, Kogan was far too good. And yes. like this is this is the least you could do. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the next bit, we're going to talk a little bit about blast immunity. Uh, um, bla I'm not a huge fan of this. Can we just I, past it? I mean, we got to talk about it, but yeah, I, like, I think we can talk about it just a little bit. So blast immunity effects is following abilities, grant blast resistance until bla if, instead of immunity to blast damage. Blast resistance gives you plus four armor against blast damage. Uh, the rules that specifically bring this up are ascension command, defensive action, solid ground, force field, imprint, kinetic field, Force Barrier, Iron Flesh, Force Mastery, and then uh, a bunch of things aren't. Um, Not notably, Diggin is not affected, which is yeah, one of the Diggin. more common ones. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why this is here. Like, I don't, strictly speaking, have oh, an issue well, with it. We know why this is here. Um, it's because this is the yeah, this, it's, this is the it's core rule change I was talking about with Gundjorn. Yeah, to try to fix Gundjorn, right? Which it it yeah, it just feels very like. Okay. <laughs> um, it is cool, I guess, in the perfect case. So, like, if it's on an armor 12 unit into a high explosive, the high explosive is like a 50-50 chance of failing, which is cute. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's a weird change. Yeah, it is. I don't know. And it's especially weird that Diggin didn't get affected by it. Yeah. You want a good change? Ah, uh, yes, I would love a good change. Bloodbound. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Just, over the whole thing. It, essentially, it only works during your action. Yeah, it's essentially a big double bird to striker two. <laughs> yeah, I. For anybody who doesn't know how this worked, this it is goddamn nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Legion of Lost Souls, right? I guess I'll I'll go over what Bloodbound does for anybody who doesn't. So when this model destroys a living model with an attack during its activation. Just any living enemy model to well the, the with its activation is the new part. Yes, yeah. After the attack is resolved, you can return one destroyed model in this unit to play. Place the return model completely within three inches of this model. The return model cannot activate the turn it uh, enters play. Uh, destroyed model is removed from play. It does not provide a solar corpse. Okay, so the reason that this was a problem is number one. So these are primarily used in Flames of the Darkness. Flames of the Darkness gives every unit in the theme vengeance. So let's say so the, they have their nice 10-man unit of Legion of Lost Souls. Now, their defensive stats are pretty rough. Uh, good job. You killed nine of them. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> a bunch of living models in front. Yeah, all your infantry came in and just blended them. But, man, you didn't quite kill that 10th one that he had sit back a little bit. Um, it's going to walk up. It's gonna, it's gonna, yeah, it's going to vengeance up three inches. Vengeance up, and it's going to hit you. And it's going to kill your guy. And your guy's going to turn into one. And then it appears within three inches, probably the back arc of another model. And this is the thing. It, so it says, yeah, they don't get to activate. You're not activating while you're in Vengeance. And you're still having Vengeance applied to you. Yeah, I believe you can't move, but you can't attack. Yeah, you can't move, but you can't attack. Because you have to move. Yeah, it's yeah. the order. Uh, that, that guy attacks and kills a guy. And then another one comes back. And this... It, literally just in the vengeance so this is not even cast specific literally just in the vengeance phase you could straight up lose nine guys and have or you can lose 10 guys and have a full 10 man unit of legion of lost souls 
if now yeah. you have to get pretty unlucky for that to happen. But they'll still but, get it. Well, but if, if you leave like three of them alive, then it starts gets pretty likely. Yes, then it's yeah, then it's very very likely. Um, um, and then imagine if you could do that at the end of turn as well. <laughs> yeah. Now they activate, and yeah, like a bunch of them aren't really going to get to do much, right? Just that one that you started with. Um, but then striker feats, <laughs> and they all get to move and make another attack, and then they're all coming back again, and it's just. Literally, you could have a single Legion of Lost Soul left on the table, and by the end of the turn, have all ten of them and have killed like twenty infantry models. Yeah. With that, yeah. like, dude. And it's like, I love the zombie invasion aspect of that. Yeah, it's, from, it's, it's very nonsense. cool, but like, <laughs> it sucked so bad to play against, and it just did not feel okay at all. And so, like, they're really consistent because all the buffs they can get in that theme, and like, it, and well, that's the other thing, like. Oh no, one Legion of Lost Soul is way back here. Your caster's dead because like <laughs> they just bolts through your whole army and killed you. Yeah. Uh, without even having to charge. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bunch of models that couldn't activate this turn just moved like seven inches and killed your caster. And you're just like, what? I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it just was a problem. It it didn't feel good to play against. It sucked. They can still do a lot. Uh like, I mean. Yeah, it's, it, it just but it it makes it so that they're not going to like spiral out of control off the back of a single guy surviving mm-hmm. or, you know, well, yeah, well it's especially funny when uh, the single guy surviving or no, it has to it's especially because you could bring back the shield guard guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, that yeah, that was the other thing was that it's yeah. more than just that. It's also the the battle priests are coming. So he yeah, has a 13 model unit that you have to kill virtually every member of. Well, all like, the dead ones. The living yes. ones can't bring him back, but yeah, uh, yeah, yep. It's just blech. Yep. Um, iron aggression. Iron aggression has to target a model in the caster's battle group. Uh, this, <laughs> this is one of those. This is one of those spells that I always thought it worked that way, and I think there's probably five separate instances where I looked at it and learned that that's not how it worked. Do you, and I do you know I, why you do you know why you think that? Why? That's how wild aggression works. Oh, that's probably yeah. That's probably it because I I learned it with Chromac. Yeah, that's really so, funny. So this is another another targeted Gaspian nerf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, makes sense. Um, range reduction effects. This is a pretty big one. Okay. As a Kruger player, I'm a huge fan of this. <laughs> yeah, so I understand there's some people who are complaining a little bit, but it's it's for the best. Um, so also just think what you were risking if you didn't get this, like. What if they reduce the range on Windstorm? Oh my god. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to touch on what this affects, and then I'll talk about kind of what it does. So this is a nerf to Windstorm, which is on Kruger 2 and Old Witch 2. Rough Seas on Rahara, Phantasm on Shay as Azello, Sandstorm on the Desert Hydra, Long Shadows on Zadaroth, Flying High on Widget, Flubbin, Aurora 2, Bennett, Archangel, and uh, this is effectively every rule on a card that reduces the range of guns. And I'm guessing the same thing is going to happen to the terrain that does this as well. I Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So basically they're adding a minimum of eight inches to the range. That you can reach. So, you um, can no, so you can no longer make a range five gun range zero. They just drop it at their feet. <laughs> yeah, like rocket men can shoot. Zealots aren't throwing bombs one inch. Yeah. Um, It also means that you can stack them cleanly. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 You don't have to worry about like. Yep. Um. Actually, one that's kind of this is kind of interesting that I noticed. Uh, because I believe that the Infernal Riot Quest solo reduces range. Correctly. I don't know anything. She, her name is Linda the Forgotten. Uh, she doesn't reduce range. She just has her ask feet all the time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, I swear she did something like that. Was it on spells? Losing my mind. One second. I'm looking it up live because there's something. She no, says. it's. Minus two range on ranged and magic attack. Yeah, well, within eight inches of this model, enemy models suffer minus two range on their ranged and magic attack. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, because I remember one of the things was like, she's really good with Zadaroth because you stacked it with long shadows. Uh-oh. Um, uh, I'm wondering if she got noted in there. I expect she's intended to be, so I don't know. Maybe we'll message and be like, making sure. Um, anyway, aside... Basically, anything that reduces the range of guns, uh, it's going to go to a minimum of eight. And one thing I actually like about this, too, is it probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense for flying high. But for something like Windstorm, it makes thematic sense to me, honestly. Like, that, like it's like mostly long range guns that are affected by the really nasty wind. But when you're like up close, it's not as big of a deal. Um, that's my feeling about it. But yeah, it's overall, it's for the best. Uh, it makes it so that these don't just like utterly shut out certain kinds of models so they just don't even function anymore and it also means um that so it still has the intended effect of you have to get within the danger zone in order to shoot me mm -hmm. but it it doesn't mean you ha it's like i have to be like two inches away from you <laughs> to shoot you yeah well and when you think about models with like flying high right you're thinking about like the archangel and storm raptor and stuff like that like yeah, it's technically a nerf to that ability against certain kinds of models, but like if you're eight inches from it, you better be killing it or it's murdering you at this point. Yeah. So like it's kind of it, it puts you way into that danger zone. Yeah, like yeah. as you said. So it's and I, so I, I think it, it gives it its like intended effect of like shutting kind of not really shutting down, but at least like blunting well, those, so like really ranged heavy like sniper type lists. Exactly. And but it doesn't affect like more skirmishy like lists that aren't really a gun line, you know, like it's you just have guns that, you know, might be how you're. you're... Yeah. So it, it still has its full effect on really long range guns, but it means that if you have a short range, powerful gun, it's not just completely out of the game. Also minus three. For flying. Yeah, sorry. I was reading. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so. Uh, I will say one thing about Kruger 2 specifically, though, that's kind of funny, is it does make it so that his Windstorm has this, like, really particular band that it affects. Uh, it does make it does make the well very relevant for him. Yes. Um, whereas, like, Old Witch, like, her Windstorm was always so freaking huge anyway. That it, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, another big change that I'm excited about. Soul Ward. Soul Ward. Soul Ward becomes a static five inches instead of command. Oh, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, that's the Archons. That's Liss Healer. Um, I want to say Liss Healer's command was only like five anyway. but I think it was. <laughs> um, High Reclaimer. Yeah, so this just reduces the the like the kind of ubiquitous like covering your whole army with two models effect of Soul Ward mm -hmm. um, to allow soul like soul stuff to function a little bit better. And it makes it so you kind of have to position to gain your defensive benefit a little bit. Yep. And... I am mad that direct spirits didn't get nerfed. I hate direct spirits. Yeah, it's rare enough at this point, though, that 
I mean, it is frustrating when it comes up. But what, what do you mean it's rare? Things have direct spirits. Like what? Saul? <laughs> the Supreme Guardian? Like the, the entire faction yeah, score. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's in like a specific place, okay? You'll run into it sometimes, but it's not on freaking Archons, which are in every list you will ever. Okay, find. that's fair. Right? It's just, like, it, just <laughs> it just irritates the hell out of me that you can kill it your own a- model and direct the spirit to something. Yeah, I can do that with Nisia too in Infernals, but that is... Oh, that's one attack. Yeah, I know. It's one gunshot. That's and also, of... if you want to do it in Infernals, you have to do, you can do uh, Flame in the Darkness, Fiora, and take uh, whatever that guy's name is. Yes. I also can't kill my own models with Nisia's name. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, we had... This is completely irrelevant, but I just wanted to bring it up because we thought we found a rules loophole and it turned out to not be one because Privateer Press caught us. <laughs> uh, so we had this we had this really funny moment so the harvester of souls gets its spray gets boosted attack and damage rolls against things that have soul tokens on it mm-hmm. Nisia's gun it, unless you read the whole thing it just <laughs> says that you just pick what model on the table gets the soul it doesn't say friendly or anything <laughs> and I was like boy it would be sure funny to be like oh your sacral vault doesn't have a soul on it shoot your model make your sacrovol take sacrovol take it it probably was going to get it anyway but now i have boosted attacks at the very end it says enemy models cannot gain soul tokens from this this gunshot but i for a second there we were like did we find a really niche jank interaction and it turns out we did that about it anyway that's my, that's my story uh anyhow uh yeah soul static went down and one thing i actually like about this too is that unless you have like a ton of soul soul ward um like you brought like a i don't know an ssello list where you have like six archons um actually no some of those don't have soul ward yeah most of those don't have soul ward <laughs> get that i was just think every archon has it and it turns out some don't that actually like uh, drastically changed the game i played where i was like i need to kill that damn right archon before i can get souls and it's like turns out that right doesn't, doesn't have that rule i was like oh yeah um the mar does not care about you but one thing i like about this is generally speaking if you're running like what a lot of lists are which is like two archons maybe one mm-hmm. um when you, a lot of the time it won't affect you right soul ward isn't always a useful ability but when you go, oh, they're trying to collect souls, it actually changes your positioning quite a bit, which can be very relevant to like the power of your models, like where they have to stand. Well, and especially with the Morrowind Archon, I found that a lot of the time it was like, oops, my entire army is soul ward. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, and that's the thing is it made it you like 10 inches. You just never like even one model with a 10 inch aura can usually cover like 90 percent of your army at any given time. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the higher claimers whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, and like, I, I mean, I have that come up with like, take like Hawk with Brothers Keeper, uh, Gravis, like similar deal. Like, it's just an aura that size on like a large base model. Like, it's just really easy to cover every relevant thing in your army most of the time. Five inches, again, back to how circles work. That's a much smaller space. Oh, yeah. Extremely. Uh, like absurd. It is not it is not half, even though the number is half the size. It is way less than that. It's um, a quarter, right? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's like I believe it's it goes by it goes by the square yes um so it's it's a drastically different size which means you are going to have to think about it and position around it it is pretty relevant and like if you have some way to pull or push a model or something and like like that five inches becomes very relevant with small like movement adjustments and stuff people are trying to sneak souls up for you yep um so overall really good uh i think that'll be great um themeless change that's yeah. that's another one where it's like, well, we made living infantry worse again. Yeah, technically speaking, but it's one of those things where it's like all these factions have these like soul collection mechanics that they just like can't interact with properly. So it's just, it's... I'd like to register and my I... hatred for infernals again. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll complain about Inferno, <laughs> but it's there's a lot of factions that have the problem. So yeah. Um. Okay. Theme force changes. This is kind of the last big section here. So uh, a lot of this is just requisition slot changes, and a lot of them are ones that you go, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so if you look at them, I believe it's everything but Iris One. It, for this, it, you, you cannot get a requisition of seven points or more unless it's Iris One. I think much, yeah. And stuff that's like units. So we have Flames in the Darkness, three Battle Priests, no longer a requisition option, but a lot of complaints. Okay. Um, Strange Bedfellows Angel unit is no longer a requ requisition option. Um, I've heard some complaining about that. Not everybody's like, yeah, Negation Angels shouldn't be a requisition. I've heard some people be like, can Clockwork Angels still be? But I think they're just trying to like. The other thing is that a lot of other stuff is getting buffed, right? Clockwork Angels may be getting better. We don't. Mm -hmm. So relevant um pig tank solo requisition option changed to non-character pig tank solo yeah i mean that's unfortunate because that's kind of the only way i was taking them but whatever I'm not yeah faithful masses and issues of the wall is no longer a requisition option uh, so god is as, dead yeah <laughs> as, as a non-menoth player holla freaking luya as a menoth yeah. player it's like ooh, we're down to zero <laughs> theme forces right now <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So that's this is that's one of those ones where and there's another one of those in a second here where it's like you're really waiting to hear what the buffs are right now because that yeah. will be relevant. Don't I would not be salty yet. I understand. Yeah, save your salt. Save your salt. When the buffs come out, if they suck, you can be salty. We you have yeah. our permission. Like like uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if the buffs come out and it's like like it was with uh what was what was the Temple Flame Guard one where they got like tough? yeah it's like, yeah it's like if 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 that's all that happens in moth we give you permission to be salty yep although if anybody wants a really jank list <laughs> testament of menoth with as many temple flame guards you can ship into a list is very funny it's it's not ever gonna kill anything but that <laughs> list will never die <laughs> Yep, that's accurate. Anyway, you're just like, ah, they all have tough and steady, and I'm reviving them constantly. And you're just like, I hate life. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Social Fortune, Alexia 2, and Stannis are no longer requisition options. Ooh, anyway. Thank God, Stannis. He was really wrecking the meta. Yeah, I was so over that guy. <laughs> Last time I saw Stannis, I have actually fought him a single time in my life. And it was back when I was playing my non-theme Sevi 1 list with all the character jacks in it. Mm -hmm. And somebody played Damiano into me and he had Stannis in that list. That's the only time I ever remember seeing that model. But it's one of those things where it's kind of a blanket change. And who knows? Maybe he's better. We don't know. I will uh, also say that these are all great changes for Brawl Machine. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's true. Um, Disciples of Agony, Basilisk Kraya is no longer a requisition. Yeah, really big, like high point, like unit requisition slots in Brawl Machine were a real pain in the ass, by the way. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then Primal Terrors. This is the other one where I was like, uh, uh, Primal Terrors Hellmouth is no longer a requisition option. This is a little bit like the Initiates of the Wall problem where you go, okay, so there's no requisition option. I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to give Legion the permission to get, to get salty, though, because they have plenty of other stuff, even if Primal Terrors is still dead. I Yeah, I agree. It just felt weird. It was just like, why? Uh, now, again, a lot of stuff's getting buffed, right? So, like, Based on purely this, if you have no other context, then it's like, okay, so my requisition slots are Gorag and Warmonger Warchiefs. 
Did, did, um, we, ban, did we ban initiates in Brawl Machine? I, I don't believe we so. did not. Okay. Well, okay. So now the next section I want to move into is hot take. What do we think can come off the um, Brawl Machine epic list? I, I immediately joked about, like, are we taking Hellmouths off because you have to pay for them? But, okay, well, so I actually wanted to, and part of the reason that I don't think we could take them off is there's actually one thing about the nature of requisition slots as a nerf that I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to bring up. Oh, sure. sure. Um, so, because this came up with uh, the Dooney and Aircon as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time when you're taking requisition, let's let's say these, like, initiatives of the wall. Now, I'm not going to go into that specific because I don't know the requisition options for all of these themes right off the top of my head. But I know that, like, within, like, Rhett, or within a lot of the factions I play, a lot of the time, or, like, Infernals, you get this all the time. Um, there's a lot of time where you go, like, okay, I'm going to take all of these, like, six-point things as my requisition slots and then pay for these, like, five-point solos. A lot of the time, these things coming off of the requisition slots just means that you're now shifting to using those, like, five-point solos as your requisition slots instead. So it's not like going, wow, initiates of the wall aren't a requisition slot. We're just down seven points now per every unit that we want to take. It's more like two to three points, depending on the requisition slots that you want to change. So it's not, and it does force sometimes a slight change to your list composition a little bit if you didn't have any solos. But uh, it's not as extreme as it sounds a lot of the time, but it is definitely of note. Um especially as more of these like kind of powerhouse five to six point solos have appeared in factions. But mm-hmm. on a, like for faithful masses, I feel like there's just nothing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like Philmon. And it's, Can't you take like it. a pair of mechanics or something? Yeah. It's, it's stuff like that where you're, yeah. you're just kind of like, sure. Like, and it's like with primal terrors, it's like Gorag and a bunch of models that no one would want to take it. Like a spell martyr. <laughs> you're like, no. Um, um yeah, I, I, I will say that as frustrating as the initiates thing must be, like seeing them for free, just like I saw red every time, every time. Well, that's, and that's why I mean, you asked about like if they were bought banned in brawl machine. A lot of the problem with initiates of the wall is they're like they're one of those models that just like gets dumber the more of them you have, kind of, because just by nature of how you have to fight them. Um. So that's like having, you know, a 75 point list. Yeah, the lists are bigger, but it says you just you have three units of the stupid things that you didn't even have to pay for. And you just have to, like, grind through all these. There's like there's very few efficient ways to kill initiates of the wall if you don't have really specific tools. Um, mm-hmm. um, I also think that this was, again, the softest possible nerf. Uh, if they were still free you know maybe they would have lost some armor or something like yeah they probably I, I i kind of expect with them losing a requisition slot that they just won't get changed really mm-hmm. like because they're still pretty playable like they're good at three shield guards they're very tanky they're very inefficient yeah to fight. well um, and that's the thing they've always been worth seven points but like when they're free they're insane yeah and so when you yeah and, and so the idea is, is ideally a lot of other things get changed and tweaked and buffed to make it so that that those being a requisite because that's the thing is a lot of the time with things like faithful masses or primal terrors they were being seriously propped up by these really really good models as a requisition slot if the stuff in that theme is buffed so that that's not necessary anymore then it's fine right yeah and that makes it way easier to balance too yes yeah yeah you're not working around some really overpowered stuff you have things that are all within the right curve Mm -hmm. that's and again this is the optimism of assuming the buffs are all in a good spot, right? Cause, yep. Um, although, like, one thing I have said a couple, I've commented on this a couple times in, like, Discord and stuff like that, like, and, and I said it earlier here, is, like, 
there's probably going to be some things that didn't get buffed quite enough, and there's probably going to be some things that like feel overpowered now. Yep. And honestly, that's a meta that I am okay with having to jump into, uh, just for the chaotic difference of it all. Um, mm -hmm. That's not yep. something I always would have said, but after the past like two years, I feel like it's kind of time for that. Yep. Yeah, and if I can do it once, I can do it again, right? Yeah, hopefully. And okay. so that, yeah, that that hopefully we see a really, really good massive buffs that really, really shake things up on the 25th. And we see what, and that hides us over until next year, because that's yep. pretty much what's going All right, so I want a lightning round and just go through all the things that are on the Brawl Machine Epic list, and we just give it a, uh, do we think it'll... Uh, pulling, up, pull, pulling up Brawl Machine Epic list, I don't know what I've thought ahead. I think I know it. Um, and so we're just going to say, must stay... Testing required immediately comes off. Okay. Okay. And again, this is not what's actually happening. No, this is this yeah. is hot take. Hot yep. takes. So don't 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 assume that anything. Okay. Well, it's, it's especially a, especially not happening because Jaden's not the one answering. <laughs> I, mean, I can answer the question too. You know. Oh, okay. no, you're out. Get out. Okay. So no, okay. Okay. So I got. Well, yeah, I got the list up. Uh, okay. okay. Arcadius. No, he's still there. Well, he, he's not touched by this. <laughs> oh, sh oh, okay. Sorry, that actually got affected. Got yeah. Uh, Falsir. Still on. I, I'm i going to say must stay on. I think probably still on. Yeah. As a Zello? As a Zello, I think is testing. I think he's still on. But maybe I'm wrong. Probably still on. Yeah, a lot of the problem was just the numbers. It wasn't. Well, but. My argument is that um, he has a weakness, right? It's like, no, no. no. My, my argument is that in addition to him losing a spell, the stuff that made him broken in Brawl Machine is also getting nerfed. That's true. Yeah, that's fair because his thing was always Archon for really dumb yep. with him. Okay. okay. I guess it depends on if like the Primal Archon gets buffed, then he's just never coming off. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the problem, right? Is it, is it, is it, is it, he, was, he was like the one use case where the primal archon's actually like really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's probably fair. I, think um, uh, I, I mean he's, don't see how he can come off. Yeah, he's probably he's just so efficient. I agree. Must stay on. Uh I mean Lucas has Hellmouth. to stay on his TK. <laughs> yeah. Um just by nature of that. Hellmouth. I mean, I kind of joked that like maybe we can take it off, but the thing is, is that especially with how solo heavy, uh, like how solo heavy uh, Brawl Machine ends up being, and the fact that I'm always taking things like Gorag, it really only changes like one point, <laughs> like at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's. Still and I think, and I think their problem in Brawl Machine is their rules and not their cost. Yeah, it's it's the impervious flesh, mm -hmm. and the respawning of tentacles, and the hermit got nerfed, right? Uh, nope. Oh, right. The hermit didn't get nerfed. Okay. Uh, angry I'm just, face. I'm just mentioning, <laughs> mentioning that for no particular, least like big reason. He's he's probably in the buff list. I would expect. Um, <laughs> gotta hate you. Obvious troll is obvious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And I think. Well, okay. Unless you want to include uh, Infernal Masters. Yeah, there's some of it where it's kind of like, uh, does that count as being? Well, because Zaroff got nerfed and uh, their best summons got nerfed, but there's just no way. No. Yeah, not yeah, not not unless we mixed summoning or something. But I don't want to do that. It's a conversation okay. for another year. So uh, 
Hot take. Okay, so I think that's, okay. I think that's all, the, all the ones that were affected. Uh, yeah, probably, unless you want to, like, get really finicky about... I mean, like, there's, me, there's, but, there's yeah. no way um, Gordon's coming off. No. Okay, so maybe on Azazella. That's exciting. Yeah. Also, also, we look like goddamn geniuses for not banning the Death Archon. <laughs> We're like, just wait. Just wait. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's the that's the big news from today. Um the hope is I would love it. God, I would love it so much if they had a weekly insider that happened before Thursday or on Thursday every week. Because Just man, us. we have so much to talk about. <laughs> like, yes, please. We've needed some things to talk about for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so hopefully that's some content. Hopefully there's some good conversation going on. There's been a lot of discussion on like Discords, Facebook, things like that. Uh, a lot of uh pictures of each other's pets in our Discord. <laughs> Highly topical. Um <laughs> but I mean overall, like reception's been very, very good for the like vast, vast most part. I haven't really seen anything too crazy going on. Um Yeah. So well done everyone. We did it. Jaden survived. Uh, unless he's allegedly. Dead. Oh, hey, he's there. Um, did, you, did you have a good time, Jaden? I did. It was good. great. Good. Let's see. That's the listener feedback we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were we were here for it. We'll be sending you a questionnaire. Uh, <laughs> this one with a series of. Uh, it's not like questions. It's just like smiley face and frowny face next to various questions. Uh, I mean, I listen to every single cast I'm not on too. So. Oh, there you go. I cannot say that I do that. Um. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around with us, everybody. I don't want to do a huge outro right now. So I'm just going to say thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon because you are all fantastic. Uh, that's been super great. We've got our the suggested Patreon cast is going to be an absolute nightmare. So I want to thank you all for that. Well, it's going to be a good uh, episode, but it's going to be, be hard. It, honestly, as long as we can pull it off, it'll be one of the best episodes we've ever done, probably just by its nature. Mm-hmm. Uh you have given us so much work, and I'm cool with it, yep. but it's going to be a lot of work. We're going to so. be recording like five 15-minute segment podcasts and stitching them all together, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. So, so thanks, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. thanks, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, um, but seriously, huge thanks to everybody who supports us on there. You guys are amazing, and we uh, just we're, yeah, absolutely love all the support you've been able to give us for all this time. Um, if you want to check us out on uh, Facebook, it's just line of sight. Uh, our website is LOSWarmachine.com. That's where we've got all the information for Brawl Machine. We've also got all the cast and stuff like that that were mentioned in the intro of the cast. Uh, you can message any of us on Facebook. You can also, in our show notes on LOSWarmachine.com, you can see the uh, link to our Discord. If you want to that. Um, yeah. Well done. Well done, everyone. Uh, we'll see you all next week. We Hopefully. survived. Some stuff about buffs. Yeah, we lived. Uh, see you all around. Bye-bye. Bye.